and uh, they sung tonight, but it's been a long week already for them. They served all week through Holiday Bible Club, and um, I don't know if you knew this, but Johnny Gasman was the big bad wolf. <laughs> Who knew the big bad wolf had a sweet voice? But he was singing for the Lord tonight. And uh, it's wonderful to me to see families serving together and, and uh, wonderful to, to see that, uh, that heritage in the church. And I was reminded of, uh, of a verse in 1 Corinthians as they were singing and considering, uh, I think, uh, Bella, you were in that skit this morning? Don't recognize you? That's probably a good thing, right, you're saying? But... Um, and uh, I know Alyssa served uh, through the week as she could as well. And uh, Alyssa works in our, our youth ministry. You know, they, they've served. If you know their mom, uh, Mercy, she's in the kitchen. You never see her, but she, we, we benefit from all her labors. And just a faithful family and Brother Wilson over the many years. And I was reminded, actually, um, of, of many of our families, but um, when I was thinking of this verse... I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. And I'm thankful for the many families in our church that's just like that. I praise the Lord for you. And I was just thinking about the amount of siblings and, and you know, many, many folks who work through the week. And really, that's just a snapshot of a week, but throughout the year, all of you, many of you, labor. And appreciate that and came a little bit early this afternoon, just sat in with the choir a little bit. Again, just, just, oh, just service for the Lord. And that's, that's, that's nothing to sort of just take for granted. It's, it's something to, to foster and really build up in the church. It's a good thing. And so praise the Lord for that. Um, but uh, let's, go to, let's go to 1 Timothy tonight. Let's turn our Bibles to 1 Timothy and chapter 1. And uh, continue our series on authentic church. Really, we're still in the first few verses of our, uh, our study. And last week, we, we talked about, spoke about the resulting outcomes of Timothy fulfilling his charge, the commandment given him, and, and how it was that, that in our own lives, when we, uh, when we are faithful to communicate the, the the Word of God as it should be, whether it's in our home or whether it's in, in the ministry, there are some things that are produced, which he outlines for us there in, um, in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1, and notice verse 5 again, and we'll read just down to verse 7. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. And so he says to Timothy, you know, if you would just, just follow through with, the, with what I have commanded you to do, those things that I have charged you, Timothy. And really, as we've studied this out, we, we've recognized that there were those who were teaching uh, those, those fables and, and endless genealogies and had been emphasizing some things that, that uh, were more uh, were erroneous uh, in their in teaching and and so the the charge for Timothy was all about doctrine all about all about soundness of the word and here uh, he's going to now 
contrast in verse 6. Notice there, from which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. And so he's going to contrast the, the end of the commandment uh, towards Timothy, that the charge has been given him, and he's going to contrast that to, to what is taking place actually um, in the church of those which some. And he's speaking again about those, the, the they that we learned about. And there were those in the church who had responsibility to teach but had, uh, had, had come into error, had uh, started to, uh, to really speak about uh, those fables and endless genealogies which ministered questions. And they had, they had, uh, they had started to, to uh, infiltrate the church. And, and so he's saying that this will be the result if you continue to follow that. This is, what's good. This is what it is, actually. And, and so that's what we're going to learn about tonight, the, the, uh, the results of, of not taking the commandment or not taking the charge. And, and again, he says, from which... From which, so in comparison to what was just described, or in the opposite effect, the following will, will be uh, what the church will result in. And so really uh, today, it's just another a gleaning of, of, or really a warning of, uh, of making sure that we, we are teaching what we ought to teach from the Word of God, that, that we have sound doctrine, that, that we do refute those things that are in error. And so we're going to look at that this evening. So let's pray. We'll ask the Lord to bless our time and, and then we'll learn tonight. Father, thank you again for, for your goodness and grace. And I thank you, Lord, for a fruitful day. I thank you, dear Lord, for the blessing it is to serve you. The blessing it is, Lord, to be able to gather, Lord, in your name and Lord, in your presence. And Lord, allow the word of God to work in our hearts. Thank you, dear Lord, for the sweet fellowships uh, through, through the day, and thank you for that soul that was saved today. Thank you for the souls throughout the week, and, and Father, thank you that, Lord, in a time where there's much error, there's much uh, conjecture about the things of the Word of God, uh, that we can glean upon it and out of its, uh, Lord, clarity, and be able to be edified and built up in the faith. So I pray that you'd help us tonight to understand the things that we're going to we're going to see in your word. I pray that you'd help us, Lord. Give us, give us, Lord, a unity of mind. Help us, Lord, to, to just stand on the word of God as it is. I pray that you'd be glorified in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. And so here uh, we, we see then in a church where perhaps uh, those who are preachers and teachers neglect to give sound doctrine or correct error or allow mythology to ascend to doctrinal status, or even simply at times preaching a hobby horse, the following will be the result. And, and we see this first thing in verse 6, from which some, having swerved, have turned aside. I'm going to summarize that by saying it's a, the first thing is this, they're avoiding truth. Avoiding truth. Notice the, the wording there, having swerved, have turned aside. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, you've ever gone on a, on a bit of a drive, and perhaps it's been late at night and you're a little bit tired. And I wonder if you've been, ever been driving and then something suddenly comes in front of you, and all you, have to, all you can do 
is swerve. I remember we were driving over to, I think it was a, a I'd like to say it was a, a special meeting somewhere at another church. And, you know, us as young men, we were all had just recently gotten our licenses. And so we were driving down this road. We were quite unfamiliar with it. And one of the fellows that was with us, he had borrowed his, his dad's vehicle. And we were driving along this road. It was just a, a two-lane road, one, one way either way. And he was driving along, and he had just gotten his license. Well, I, I believe, as I recall it, it was literally within that, that week, perhaps even that month. So he was very early on just driving here. He was on his red P-plates. We were driving to these special meetings. I think we were, uh, we were just attending. I'm not sure if we had been invited to do something specific, but we were going. And so we were driving down this road, and this, this guy, he had just gotten his license. So he was a P-plater. He was just chatting away. And, you know, us guys were just, just sitting there all chatting, joking around. And, and I noticed that ahead of us, a car had stopped and had pulled a little bit to the side. He was turning right. And we were all chatting away, and I'm thinking, surely this guy notices that there's a car there. And we're getting closer and closer. He wasn't speeding or anything. He was just going, uh, going forward like you do in a vehicle. And I'm looking at him going, and I'm at the front seat, and I'm thinking, you see that car, right? But I, didn't, I wasn't verbalizing. I'm just giving him benefit of the doubt. And we were about 100 meters away, and the guy that was driving still still had not noticed. And so what I did was I just quickly grabbed from the passenger seat, I quickly grabbed the steering wheel and I jerked it left and we went around and what we did was we had missed that vehicle. Is anyone else glad? <laughs> I was glad. All right, and, and then and the guy just, it's as if he didn't notice. He had just kept, and then we just kept talking and I'm thinking, I'm there sitting at the front row. I was sweating bullets. And I'm thinking, did you not see that car? And he goes, what car? <laughs> and I thought it was right there. And, you know, when you're, you're heading down, uh, you're heading down uh, the highway, you, sometimes you've got to swerve around things, so, something that, that immediately gets your attention. And that's a similar thought here when it, when it comes to, to those who, uh, who were, were teaching error, the ones who had, uh, who were, the error had crept in through, they, they were swerving and had turned aside. Which means this, the unfaithful teacher swerves around perhaps passages of Scripture that he can't explain. You know what that is? He's avoiding truth. And we know already from the beginning of our, of our study that, that Paul warned the church there in Ephesus about teaching the whole council. That, that they, they, shouldn't, uh, they, they, they should teach the whole counsel of God. And, and here is the picture of, of the teachers who uh, perhaps there was something that didn't agree with their theology. And so rather than addressing the verse or addressing and studying uh, that, that, that passage of Scripture, they were just plainly avoiding it. And, and really what they were, they were missing the point. Because the point of Scripture is this. Study. Study. And, and truth be told, we all know that there's difficult passages in Scripture. That there are some things, even as we're going to go through verse by verse, 
that there's going to be some things that's going to be hard to explain. And in fact, the Bible tells us this way, hard to be understood. And I'm not saying tonight that just because I'm teaching through this that, that suddenly I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to understand every, uh, every uh, concept and, and passage of Scripture. But in those times, it'd be more beneficial for us to, un- to just admit it rather than take a stab in the dark at it. And, and just, just, uh, just perhaps as we study and grow, uh, understand it. Here, the, 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 they had missed the point, and that was to study. And again, Paul was writing in response to, to elders in the church that had gotten caught up on fables and endless genealogies. In effect, the elders that had promoted the error weren't giving the whole counsel of God. They were majoring perhaps on their pet emphases. They, they were majoring on their hobby horses or their unique teaching and not getting to the point of the, of the Word of God. They were swerving. And because of this, they'd been turned aside. They, they, had, they had completely gotten off the rails. They had completely gotten on, off, off on, a, on a tangent perhaps and gone down the wrong path. And sadly, we've seen that uh, perhaps especially in our time uh, even even in, in, in years and years ago where, where there was a general agreement of what, of, what the fundamentals of the, God, of the Word of God were. But we see today different movements who perhaps even were used in the past just totally turned aside. Why? Because I believe this, they just they swerved. They had missed the point. They, they had not been faithful uh, to, the, to the literal... Uh, Applica- sorry, interpretation and application of the Word of God. And, and you know, we can't swerve t- around topics and truths that we find uncomfortable or inconvenient to teach. There might be some things that your children are going to ask, and, and you better study that out in the Word of God. You, you better not sort of just, you know, jerk your way through the, the, the Word of God and, and, and mishandle it. And what they were doing, they had avoided truth. All right, it says there, uh, from which some, having swerved, have turned aside. And we need to allow truth at times to confront us and then be workmen that need not to be ashamed. You know, uh, you ever read through a passage of Scripture and it's just surprised you how God has responded? It's just surprised you how that story sort of ended and you sort of go, doesn't make sense. That doesn't seem... And you know, there's, you're confronted right there with truth. And if we're not careful, we can swerve around it. Uh, we can mishandle that. And we, if we don't, we're not careful to study like we're commanded to, to study the Word and rightly divide the Word of truth, then we could, we could be like those who swerved and were turned aside. In Second Peter 3.16... Again, also, as also in all his epistles. And, and here the Apostle Peter was referring to the Apostle Paul speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood. Notice this, which they that are, are unlearned and unstable rest as they do also the other Scriptures unto their own destruction. They've swerved and they've, they've just gone through and they're now, they're, now they're on another path. In fact, later on, Paul exhorts Timothy to give himself wholly to what look at look at First Timothy and chapter four. We'll, we'll get to this eventually, but 
just, uh, just by way of, of um, getting, the, getting, getting Paul's exhortation to, Paul, uh, to Timothy, notice here in verse 15, meditate upon these things. All right, and he says, give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. You know, it's, uh, we live in a day where, where there's, a, there's a lot of um, misinformation, where there's, there's, there's conspiracy theories about certain things. And we better be careful to, to look at those and, and get caught up in them. Because that's what's exactly what's going to happen is you're going to swerve. You're going to swerve. And then you'll be turned aside. You may not be able to control your avoidance of truth. And so the first, in the first place, if we're not teaching sound doctrine, you know, I was thinking this morning, what a great responsibility we have with all of these, these children, with, with those who are coming in as guests of our church, we have a great responsibility to tell them the truth. And we have a great responsibility as we have a growing church, as we have growing people, to give them the whole counsel of God and not, not miss the point, not swerve around things that we're uncomfortable or inconvenienced by. But then notice what he says nextly. He says in verse 6, from which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jangling. And vain jangling, he says that uh, that, that phrase there, it's, it's really the ditch that those that don't follow the command to teach sound doctrine results in. And vain jangling is, uh, you know, I've seen someone demonstrate this before. It's just empty noise. Just, you can't, there's no pitch. It's just, you know, you can't really, you can use it. You can't really, you know, there's no key player in the orchestra, okay? There's no notes for this, all right? Uh, there's, no, there's, no, there's no point. And that's what it is. The result is this. It's vain jangling. And really here the phrase means foolish talking. It's just foolish talking. It, it really refers back to the phrase that we, that we saw earlier in the, in the chapter, which minister questions. You, you ever been around... Someone that, that just, they just, there's no answer good enough. You know, it's, it's sort of plain in Scripture. And whilst there's great mysteries in the Word of God, there's just some things that are plain. And it's just plain in Scripture, but they just, their answer is good enough. And, and really what they're doing is this, they're just, they're just after the question. They're not after an answer. They're, they just like to talk. You, you ever been around someone who's just, they just love to talk? You know, they just, there's a phrase that they can talk your ear off. And, and here he's saying the danger is, is when you, you've swerved and you've turned aside, that you're going to result in vain jangling. It's just foolish talking. It, it's, just, it's just going to the nth degree of things. And, and there's so much academia in the world today that leads to no conclusion. And at times, Christendom can be just as guilty. Christendom can be guilty of just talking, but not doing. Of just talking over endless questions. Of, of the, the deep mysteries of the Word of God, 
when there's a world that needs the gospel. And it's, it's fine to, to sort of, at times, talk through it. I remember growing up and, and many times at our, at our kitchen table, my, my uncle would come along and we would all just talk about some things that we learned in Scripture or some things that we're, we're just thinking through. But, you know, if that's all we did and that's all we, we look forward to, then those that, that God's allowed us to, to just be a, a minister to, they would never have gotten the Word of God. They would have never have gotten those things that are needful. You know, the, the God said this about His people in Malachi chapter 2, verse 17, the first part, Ye have wearied the Lord with your words. And, uh, and you know, it's amazing, isn't it? Because after Malachi, what, what was next? 400 years of silence. God's response was, okay, keep talking. You've wearied me. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. And, and sometimes, sometimes in our, in our, and I'm not saying maybe, maybe you have a good motive, maybe you are searching, but, but sometimes in our, in our, you know, in, in, in going after perhaps conspiracy theories and, and, you know, fables and endless genealogies, it's just foolish talking. It's, uh, Can you imagine? And, and you know, um, God is looking at that and He's saying, you know, that's uh, the result of that. Is, is if you're avoiding truth and avoiding those things that are clear in Scripture, it just comes to vain jangling. But then notice verse 7. He says, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. And notice there he says, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. See, they, they desired a good thing, to be teachers of the law. So he's desiring to be teachers of the law. The, the law here is, is speaking about the Old Testament. Uh, the, the reality was these elders had the Scriptures, the, the, the law, the, our Old Testament. But they didn't understand uh, what they were saying. And really they gave the wrong emphasis um, perhaps they weren't apt to teach as was required there in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2 of a bishop. And, and they, they didn't understand. You know, this, this issue, notice there wasn't uh, what they were reading. It's what they were saying. Notice there he says, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. You see, the problem is never the Word of God, right? We have the perfect Word of God. We have the preserved Word of God. And God's Word is, he, He's preserved it forever in heaven. It's settled. And so the problem's never about the seed. See, His Word will not return void. It's never, the, the problem is never the Word of God. It's what we say about the Word of God. And that's why it's so important that, that as, we, as we study and as we, that, that we're, we're studying with, with a genuine and sincere heart of hunger and of reliance upon Him. And you know, sadly, someone said this, some leaders use the Bible simply as a springboard to launch off into and to legitimize their personal prejudices, convictions, and interests. And, and often we view 
the Word of God is just a tool that we use when it is the main thing. And that's why, you know, many times, and, and look, as, I've, I've, uh, as I considered coming into the pastorate, one of the things I was challenged by was to preach through a book verse by verse. You know why? Because there's some things that'll make me study. There are some things that'll challenge me. It'll challenge how I view the Scriptures. It'll challenge me to study. And you know, the way we often view error is being, we view error as something that's, that's come completely external of Scripture. But really think about it, error can also be the, missing the point of Scripture. And, uh, and he, he warns us about that. In, look at Hebrews chapter 5. Look at Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. And notice verse 12. It says, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Verse 13. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. And verse 14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so he's saying there that, you know, really you should be teachers, but you have need of one teach you again. And it, it, it relates to that they desired to be teachers of the law, but they didn't understand. And it wasn't like it, the, the word wasn't there to be understood. No, they didn't understand what they were saying and whereof they affirmed. Those things that they, they were teaching, those things that they were relating to the hearers. And again, I think this lends itself to the evidence that these may have been novices they weren't apt to teach because they haven't properly matured in their knowledge and application of Scripture. And the result was this, lastly, a lack of understanding. And, and you know, there, there's, a, there's many, many Christians today because they, 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 they feed in a certain congregation where there's not doctrine taught, they are lack, lacking in understanding. They're just babes in Christ. They never grow. They never, they never, they're, they're never uh, challenged to, to, to grow in their faith. They, what it is is their, their, their growth has been impeded. Remember we, we spoke about that, the, the hindrance of, of edification or being built up in the faith. And so they, they had been impeded. They had impeded the goal of teaching Teaching is to bring understanding and to be built up in the faith. And the result was really anemic sheep. Really, it resulted in, in, a, in, in, a, in a congregation that wasn't growing. And that was, that was the concern, really, of the Apostle Paul as he spoke about how the church should be. And, and so, you know, as, as we think about that, we do have a great responsibility. You know, again, as, as, a, as a father, as a teacher, as those who are, are given the opportunity to, to speak to others through the Word of God, we've we got, got to take great care 
in, in, in how we are to, uh, to present the Word of God, and, and we would need to be sound. And, and so it's important as we think about that, the, the negatives. Uh, we, we, want to, we don't want to miss the point. We don't want to avoid truth. We, we don't want to just end up having foolish talking. And, and we don't want to lack in understanding. We want to know, and we want to grow. And so as a church, we, we, we need to guide ourselves and we need to, to pray for one another and challenge one another in the things of the Word of God. And, you know, as, a, as um, perhaps as those who are, are called in ministry in whatever capacity, maybe you're a Sunday school teacher, and maybe you're, you're a dad who's trying to teach his children or her children right, a mom who's trying to teach her children right, then, then make sure, let, let's, let's not just get into those questions. Let's, let's teach clarity. Let's teach the whole council. And let's study. Let's give ourselves wholly to this. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you, dear God, for the, just the, the short time we've had in the Word. And, and Father, it's been a, a big week. Lord, there's been much learning. Uh, Lord, already been challenged today. And so I pray that you just help us. Lord, just help us to, to be faithful to your word. Help us, dear God, not to be concerned with, Lord, conspiracies and things that, that lend questions, Lord, but, Lord, to come to the clear word of God. Lord, to, to, Lord, to desire to understand and to grow in the things of it. And, Father, I pray that you, you protect our church. Help us, Lord, each and every one of us, Lord, to, um, Lord, to lean upon to trust upon your word, Lord, for all of our faith and practice. And I do pray that you'd bless our week. Thank you once again for all that you've done this week. We look forward to your continued working. And we praise you and thank you in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. Let's all stand.